In the German grammar, we call these verbs uh, einladen, anfangen, abholen, mitbringen, anrufen, mitkommen, einsammeln, and many others. We call them separable verbs. In German, that's trennbare Verben. Trennbare Verben, separable verbs. And as you noticed, they are divided. So, wir laden euch ein, fängt an, holen ab, and so on. So, the first part is just at the usual verb position. So, in all of these sentences, it's the second position. All of them are statements, so second position. But where do you put the second part? At the end. Yeah. So, um, in, and that's actually a quite frequent pattern for German. We saw that in chapter 5 with the modal verbs, müssen, können, dürfen, which always come with an infinitive at the end, right? So there you have the a similar phenomenon with one part of the uh, predicate, so one verb or verb part, so to speak, at the usual word position, so in statement, in statement second position, for example, and then the other part at the end with the Model verbs, it was the infinitive, and now with these separable verbs, it's the second part, which is actually the first part if you look at the infinitives. So, einladen, there you have ein at the beginning, but if you use it in a sentence, you put ein at the end. There's only one exception to that rule, which is mitkommen. Hoffentlich, hoffentlich könnt ihr alle mitkommen. Do you have any idea why it's not divided? Hoffentlich könnt ihr alle mitkommen. So the reason is könnt, the modal verb, könnt, können, as we saw in the last chapter, requires an infinitive at the end. And so mitkommen in this case is not conjugated. And if you don't conjugate the separable verb, it is not divided. So, or in other words, if you put the whole separable verb at the end as an infinitive, it uh, stays together. Only if you conjugate it like ich lade ein, du lädst ein, er lädt ein, wir laden ein, ihr ladet ein, and so on, you separate the two parts. Um, well, that's one part of the story. The other part is how, to, how do you recognize separable verbs? And um, let's compare them with some other verbs. So we had einladen, anfangen, abholen, mit, yeah, let's use these three. And then on the other side, um, verbs like uh, verstehen, to understand, bekommen, to receive, or verkaufen, to sell. 
The three on the left, einladen, anfangen und abholen, are separable. The three on the right, verstehen, bekommen, verkaufen, are not separable. Let me pronounce them again and try to figure out if you hear any difference. Einladen, anfangen, abholen, verstehen, bekommen, verkaufen. Did you not notice a commonality or? Yeah, I think you mean the correct thing. So it's about the stress. So with the, or for these separable verbs, you have the stress on the first syllable. So einladen, anfangen and abholen. I'm exaggerating here to make it clear. And with the non-separable verbs, um, you have the stress yeah, not on the first syllable, which, which is important, so it's usually the second one. So, in other words, the prefix is not stressed. Verstehen, bekommen, verkaufen. And, um, yeah, that's actually the, from my point of view, easiest way to figure out whether a verb is separable or non-separable to um, listen to how it's pronounced. I mean, if you learn German, you need to learn the pronunciation anyways, so that shouldn't be an uh, extra effort. Um, if that's hard for you, which usually is not a big deal for German learners, but if it, you should have problems with figuring that out, um, I can also give you a list of prefixes which are always separable and always non-separable. So example here, fair, b and fair are always uh, non-separable or in other words, never separable. And ein and an and ab are always separable. So that's the other method to deal with this phenomenon. Just learn the prefixes which are always separable and those which are non-separable, that's also possible. Um, and there are only really few exceptions where a prefix is sometimes separable and sometimes non-separable, but we can, we can leave that to B2, level B2, to deal with that. So for now, for A1, um, just remember Either the pronunciation gives you a hint, or not, not even not just a hint, but shows you if a verb is separable. And alternatively, um, yeah, I can send you a list of prefixes that are separable and others that are non-separable. But for now, let's just start with these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven verbs: einladen, anfangen, abholen, mitbringen. Anrufen, mitkommen, einsammeln. We know that these are separable verbs. So let's practice uh, this phenomenon with these verbs for now. Frage? Yeah? The meanings, yeah. Good question. Um, einladen, to invite. Anfangen, to begin. Abholen, to collect, to pick up. 
mitbringen, to take along or bring along, anrufen, to call, like on the phone, mitkommen, to come along, einsammeln, yeah, also to collect, um, but abholen is more used or is used with persons, like you pick up somebody, and einsammeln would be money or something like that, which you collect. But the meaning doesn't show you, uh, so the separableness <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with the meaning. Another question? Um, not necessarily. So the question is, does a word that comes in between the two parts uh, have to be an accusative? In, in the example we have euch, um, which is accusative, wir laden euch herzlich ein, but we also have a, an adjective here, herzlich, which acts as an adverb. Then we have am Samstag den 18.07. um 10 Uhr, so that's just an adverbial, so a temporal information. So it doesn't necessarily have to be an uh, accusative object. Um, I'm not sure if some of the separable verbs also come with special structures, but yeah, the uh, the fact that a verb is separable doesn't tell you anything about the rest of its grammar, about its uh, valency, for example. So does it come with accusative or dative or whatever? But yeah, it would be a good idea to, if you could connect that, but unfortunately that's not the case. Haben Sie noch Fragen? Any other questions? Okay, just let me summarize. So this is a real typical thing for the German language. I think Dutch does that as well. Um, does Norwegian do that? Like separate verbs? At least it's not that common. I can't think okay. of any words that I Okay, so I thought maybe because it's a Germanic language that might be, but I, as far as I know, Dutch does that as well. But I think, Probably no other language does that. Yeah, so um, that's typical German, or typical for the German language rather. And uh, but on the other hand, it's a common pattern as we saw with the modal verbs that also come with kind of yeah. In in some grammar books, that's called a um, Satzklammer, so a sentence bracket. So the idea is that the verb or the um, if you have more than one verb, they kind of embrace the sentence. So you have one at the beginning and one at the end. Um, maybe that picture helps you to memorize that. Okay. So üben wir das. Let's practice.